the Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining. They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone. Oh! They did it. A miracle. Hutchins. Double water. Hit that one from the parking lot. Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast, presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Kai McEwen, joined by the rest of the three-man weave crew, Jim Root and Matt Cox. Fellas, we have a fantastic show today. It's our weekly show, our usual segments, starting with, of course, the live dog of the week. And fellas, we got one right. We got one outright winner last week. Rice came through for us against Western Kentucky. What a sad, sad team Western Kentucky is, Jim. Rick Stansberry, what are you doing over there? Well, he has been away from the team for health issues, so I don't want to throw too many stones at Rick in particular. But that team is a very bad favorite. It is rare that we come to a unanimous consensus on a live Mm -hmm. dog of the week, and we were all all over Rice. And thankfully, that was the one that did well, and we don't need to worry about the others, right? Indeed. Well, we will mention it because we like to keep ourselves honest here, Matthew, on the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Georgetown came up short against DePaul. Duquesne lost to Dayton. Georgia State lost to James Madison. And Colorado State lost in Mexico. In fact, I think those teams all went 0-4 against the spread, not just That's outright. That's good. That's what you want. When we endorse Moneyline Dogs, Kyle, we yeah. want our teams to not only not win but not cover. So we feel justified in endorsing money line picks, yes. right? Yes. Maybe Colorado State will be healthy again someday. They are just ravaged by injuries. Yep, the injuries didn't help. And we will take excuses whenever we can make them. That's what gamblers do. They make excuses. And my Every other excuse gambler, is, why did I bet Georgetown? That's yes, dumb. <laughs> don't bet Georgetown. Every gambler is the most screwed person on earth. Ah, oh, man, I get screwed every sure. game. This always happens to me. Ah, the gambler's fallacy. All right. Live dog of the week for this week. I picked a few out here for Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Fellas, as always, please feel free to add some at the end here. Not a whole lot of like slam dunk options, I would say, in quotation marks. Wednesday, though, I'm throwing these out there. See if you guys like it. See if it sticks to the wall. UConn's at Providence. Providence plus six on Kimpom. They are in control right now of the Big East. UConn just lost to Xavier. I still think UConn's the best team in the country, but you never know. And then Mizzou plus eight at Arkansas. Who says no? The Missouri Tigers continue their their streak and, and beat the Hogs at Bud Walton. What a sight that would be. And then finally on Wednesday, Colorado State, again, plus six at Nevada. We have to know the health situation, of course. Of the Rams, there are other some A10 Missouri Valley games as well, but those three stuck out to me as options on Wednesday. Fellas, thoughts on those before we hit Thursday? Well, Providence never loses, so why not just go with Providence? That Good team angle. is impervious to any sort of bad performance right now. Um, Ed Cooley is a monster, and the amp is going to be amped for that one. Uh, I believe our good pal John Fanta said he thinks it's going to be the best environment of the season. Wow. Providence going to be blowing the roof off of the old dunk. Uh, UConn, maybe if UConn hadn't lost to Xavier, I would right. buy it. But that does hurt yeah. it a little bit. That they're coming in there off a loss. Uh, I would probably say, Matt, that UConn actually writes the ship. 
So I'm not actually going to endorse Providence, but of those three, that's maybe the one that stands out most. I'm scared of our Tigers playing a team that's more comfortable in a track meet. Uh, Arkansas, very athletic, yeah. very solid in that style. And then Colorado State, Tabby Jackson, Jalen Lake, those guys have been out. Key creators, shooters, perimeter defenders, down to eight scholarship guys without them. Ah, I'm nervous. So Providence is the one I'm closest to taking, Matthew, but I'm not quite going to endorse that one. Yeah, 0 for 3 here, Kai. But the closest for me is actually your M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Oh, I love it. Love it. Kind of in the same vein of the four losers we had uh, last week, both against the spread and outright, obviously. I think this can go one of two directions. This goes like Arkansas by 20 or Mizzou <laughs> wins this game. Yeah. So I think no the least way. likely outcome is a Mizzou cover without yeah. a win. So that's I'm looking at the money line here. I, I buy that, yeah. I, I, I don't think my number is going to really set up for it, but it just the yeah, slot screams either. Arkansas to me. It does. it does. Arkansas off a loss as well, too. The LSU game, last yep. game out. Thursday, though, I have two options here. I'm taking both. Just going to set that up right now. UAB, plus five at Ford Atlantic. Again, per Ken Palm, we'll see if we actually get five. That's the biggest dog you'll see UAB the rest of the season until the big dance. So if you like the UAB Blazers, as you should, Boy, you might want to snatch up that five. If we get it from odds makers again, it probably opens a little bit below that. And then Pacific out in the West Coast Conference, plus seven per Kempom at San Diego. San Diego, not exactly a juggernaut. Still might have guys out of the lineup in Pacific. Hey, they're scrappy. They just beat Loyola Marymount. Matt, what do you think of those two? I still don't believe Pacific is as bad as they played, but as you mentioned, they are starting to show signs of life. And I'm inclined to think that the... uh, that the Terreros will be without Jace Townsend and um and Delaire as back. well. Or, sorry, Townsend's Townsend's back. back. Delaire yeah. and Eric Williams missed yeah. last week. Delaire and Eric Williams is now the new one out. I mean, those are two packed fall all conference dudes. So if you take away that, um, the talent on the rest of the roster, the USD versus Pacific, who actually has a pretty decent it's not a quantity, but like they're all pretty good players. There's I think they're starting to kind of figure it out. So I would lean the tires. That actually might be my only ad. I don't like UAB Kai because FAU's had a whole week off. It actually works out really nicely in their schedule. They go into North Texas, win that game, now they have a whole week to come back, reset, prep, get geeked up again for UAB. Okay, but does UAB having to host UTSA count as having to play? Jim, they dug in for that game. favorites in league play. (laughs) They dug in for that game. They dug in, baby, the Roadrunners. Yeah, I'm with Kai. I I also, I have an FAU future on CUSA, so uh, there's going to be maybe a mini hedge here for me going UAB Moneyline. If FAU wins that game, they'll hold wins over the two teams most closely in competition with them in North Texas and UAB. Uh, So I I do think the Blazers compete. The talent level is similar, if not tilted towards UAB. Uh, So I like that one, Kai, and I love Pacific. I think they're trending up, uh, figuring out some, how they're a lot of new pieces fit together in San Diego. You mentioned the absences of, of Dallaire and Williams. They also kind of have an absence on the sideline. I'm not sure Steve Lavin is all the way in on this team, really (laughs) totally set up trying to make San Diego the best version of itself. Considering the talent they have, even with some of the absences, they've been really, really poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quick, quick gambling microcosm story for the listeners. Maybe they'll enjoy. Pacific on Saturday, uh, among the 114 line games, I had put a half unit on them to start the day, saw that there was back available five again. I wanted to add a little more at plus five. Couldn't find it on my book. Not sure why. Oh, it's because the game was already over. Pacific had already won. I didn't even know it had tipped off, much Larry. less that it was over. Yeah, yeah great, Best great time. sensation to Larry. find it out that way. But man, uh, I, I wish I had gotten more on it now in that sense. Oh, not having to sweat bets, though, is fantastic. You yes. just get rid of the score 
bug for uh, an entire day and then just see how you did the next day. I think it'd be a it's, lot better for your health. That's why I might only bet. Stress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's why we should only bet Hawaii games from now on the season. Uh, hey, <laughs> fellas, any other ads to this section? I see a couple here. Matt, I'll go to you first. Any ads? Uh, the Milwaukee one I, I see listed here caught my eye, but Pacific's my only official play. Yeah, kind of a weak selection here. I just think that in general, the a lot of these favorites early in conference play won't be as um, caught off guard by perhaps some dangerous dogs. So I, yeah. maybe not as uh, as strong of an overall section portfolio, I guess. Doggy doldrums we're going to be looking for. Once yeah. once we hit league play in like February and, and maybe the favorites are a little less focused and, and dialed in, that might be best. Uh, but yeah, Matt, you mentioned Milwaukee here. Plus seven at Cleveland State on Thursday. I'm going to add this to Kai, that two-pack two pack you have. So I'll go with the trio on Thursday with UAB, Pacific, and Milwaukee. Cleveland State just it strikes me as better as kind of a, a scrappy underdog, slow the game down, uh, junk it up a little bit. And Milwaukee's kind of trending up. Matt, you remember Angelo Stewart, who was supposed to be their point guard? He's like a benched, not even rotation piece now. They totally restructured the backcourt. They just won at Detroit as, as like should. a yeah. similar plus seven-ish dog. Uh, I think they're fully capable of winning this game. And Detroit's better than Cleveland State, and, and Milwaukee already won that. So I, I think the Panthers are a decent little wager on Thursday. Like I'll throw one. two more, Kai, for consideration oh. real quick here. Sorry. Portland, Portland State at Eastern Washington on Thursday. Oof. And uh, Cal State Fullerton at, um, at UC Riverside. Probably plus seven. Think oh, yeah, there's Williams potential games. injury issues for Riverside there. It's Riverside, like yeah. Getting hurt late I, last game. I don't mind those Huge. at all. Ewash, by the way, just went on the Montana road trip and swept it. That's swept it. They're very good. impressive for that yeah. team. Holy cow. Ask Texas Tech. They're good. Yes. Uh, yeah, recap. I'm taking UAB and Pacific. Jim is too, along with Milwaukee. And Matt is just on the Pacific Tigers. So, consensus Pacific. All right. Let's see if we can do it. Be as good as rice. That's be what we're asking rice. of you. Always be rice. Next section, Blowout City. Fire in the hole! Last week, recap, not bad. The Big Ten trio against the SWAC went 2-1. and one. Ohio State beat Alabama A&M by 31 to cover. Purdue did not cover against Florida A&M, but they were up 40. Uh, side note, they have not covered in seven straight contests, the Boilermakers. Yikes. Yeah, they got a little inflated in the market by winning by 20 yeah. in three straight games in Portland. And I think Just we're seeing little. that come back a little bit. And then Illinois covered against Bethune-Cookman, beating them by 33. Our other two games, Virginia did not cover against Albany. Uh, I believe a shorthanded Albany team. Not exactly the best effort there from the Who's. No. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia did the same thing uh, Purdue did. They got yeah. outside the number and then just fell asleep and let them back in. Not great, but TCU uh, destroyed Central Arkansas by 40-something points. Wasn't close, so if you were on them, congratulations. Good job, Horned Frogs. This week, Wednesday, nothing great in my opinion. Uh, Thursday, we have a couple options here. We have Green Bay going to uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne's favored by 20 on Kempum, which seems like a million points, Jim. I'm a little concerned there won't be enough possessions, but Fort Wayne is a lot better. Yeah, Green and, and Fort Wayne really can dominate this lesser competition. They really, really struggle to step up in class, but against teams of their similar ilk or worse, they're consistently a lot better. And Fort Wayne will at least try to run some. They're, they're going to push the tempo themselves. It's just Green Bay really tries to shorten the game. Yeah because they have almost zero talent. Uh, I can't believe how far that program has fallen since firing Link Darner. Yeah. Completely mysteriously, uh, yeah. they 
223rd in Ken Palm his last year there, never worse than 260th. And now they've been 343rd and 356th the last yeah. two years. Just a disaster. Be careful what you wish for, Matthew. So yep, like- they were uh, enamored by, they're just blinded by the glow of Bo Ryan and one of the his Grinch son. glow. Yeah. And the Grinch Plus, glow. Yeah. They played a uh, extremely fun style under Darner RP 40, baby, you know, running gun. Awesome. Now will Ryan, they're slowing it down. Snail's pace. Matt, do you like that game? Or do you like my other option here? UMass Lowell hosting Maine. Spreads only 13 per Kempon, which is a bit lower than Blowout City section usually is. But boy, this Lowell team's a juggernaut. I could see him doing it. I could too, but Maine just beat, or sorry, they just lost to Harvard overtime. Um, and Maine's yeah. been better this year. Like they, It's not your typical Maine. I think it, it, the talent's been upgraded a little bit. You can see Lowell maybe having a snoozer of the, in the conference opener. I, I think Fort Wayne's the best one of the bunch, but not going to bet this. I I like betting bad teams. I don't bet against bad teams. It's not kind con- of a, not a problem with my handicap. Yeah, Maine's actually been kind of feisty, and Lowell almost dropped one to NJIT. I have a sneaking suspicion Lowell's going to be a little Purdue-esque in that mm. they are way inflated, like way higher than the program's ever been. And in the league play against teams that are relatively familiar with them, I think they're going to struggle to just totally dominate and thrash teams the way they've been doing. I like the theory. Also, Friday look-ahead spot. Matt, maybe this one tickles your fancy because you are a Mac boy at heart. Mm-hmm. Toledo. Toledo minus 16 hosting Western Michigan. Oh, this tickles me. Blowout. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Jim, you're going to take that? Yeah. Toledo loves to kill bad teams. Western Michigan's terrible, Matthew. We haven't seen B. Artis White this year. I'm, yeah. I'm all about the rocket ships. Probably first half and full game, I think. I don't like rocket ships defensively enough to love them as a favorite this year in the MAC. Like, I think I missed that boat this year. Defensively, they've not been as good. They missed Cro- uh, Tyler Cochran pretty badly. That's my concern. Yeah, they definitely have not been good defensively, but boy, their offense is. There's a reason they're what 13, 12 and one to the over. Yes, but yeah, their offense is amazing. They can't can't see the show actually. So good good teaser, Matthew. All right, so that's Blowout City. Hey, before we get to our other sections, a quick message from our dear friend Stucky. As a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Thank you, Stucky, and we move on. Power game of the week. Oh, feel the power. Oh, 
I could feel it. Well, we kind of talked about UConn and Providence and Mizzou and Arkansas on Wednesday in the earlier section. So we're going to move on to TCU at Baylor. Baylor minus five per Ken Palm. The Frogs are firing on all cylinders, and Baylor was just handled pretty easily by Iowa State. Jim, LJ Cryer apparently did clear concussion protocol, should be back for this game. Do the Bears bounce back at home against TCU? And I don't know. I, I, I have some concerns about Baylor. I, I just thought coming in the backcourt would flow smoothly and they'd have a whole bunch of creators off the the bounce and the pick and roll and teams would really struggle to to guard them. But they've had problems. Like at Iowa State, a team that was missing Jazz Koontz. I know there was no crier, but Keontae George hasn't been the like surefire All-American that we thought. And TCU's got great perimeter defenders with Miles and Baugh and even Shahade Wells has been solid in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah Peavy can can probably lock up Kante George, even though he's a little bit bigger. I think that's going to be a dogfight. I would lean towards TCU. Matt, since uh, those first three games of the year where TCU struggled in buy games, they've been like a top 10, top six-ish team. Yeah. I'm very big on the Horn Frogs as I was in the preseason, and I'm glad that's starting to come to fruition. I would I would lean towards TCU here. I would lean toward TCU as well. I, I just, yeah, Baylor's, uh, ball security has been an issue. Like the the guards have talent and cachet, and exp- like they kind of have the makeup of what you wanted. We were all like salving over this backcourt preseason, but I think the injuries and the lack of continuity has kind of disrupted uh, that flow. And honestly, they missed Akinjo. I kind of thought yeah. I'd never say that, but but he was kind of a steadying presence in the backcourt, and they don't really have that same rhythm without him. Um, I mean, worth noting, they were up early on Iowa State or deep into that first half, and then shot start didn't fall, and Iowa State was hot. Still lost by 15, but I don't think that effort like was awful by Baylor. I think Baylor's still been good, just not as consistently dominant as the prior versions we've seen in years past. Yeah, the no true point guard I think matters. Like last year when Flagler had to take over and Akinjo was out, it looked noticeably worse, and I probably was too blind to that in the preseason. Yeah, I wish yep. I had taken that more into account. Just history notes real quick. Baylor has not lost at home to TCU since 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU did beat them at their place in 19 and 20 but not since then. So maybe a little bit history history note there to consider TBD. Thursday, we have two Big Ten games to watch. Purdue goes to Ohio State, the no longer number one Boilermakers, although I guess they will be in the poll still as it has not changed yet. They are off that upset loss to Rutgers. Ohio State's unbeaten still in the Big Ten. And then we have Maryland going to, you guessed it, Rutgers, minus six per Kimpom. The Knights looking to build off a major win can get to three and one in the big 10 and the Terps are off a blowout loss have stumbled lately two and blowout four. of all blowouts. That blowouts was in Michigan. Yikes. <laughs> Michigan off that central Michigan loss, killing the Terps. Terps are two and four over the last six, a little bit of a dry spell, Matt, either game. You have a lean in either one of them. No lean at all. in Ohio state Purdue. I'll be on Mar- I actually might be a Maryland money line guy here at, at the again, rack. I'm not, at the rack. You yeah. Crazy. The rack coming off that Purdue win, like uh, Maryland's obviously their losses have been uh, egregious, but I think I've said this before. They've all come in tough spots against an opponent that was like, oh, I'm locked in here. The UCLA game, the Michigan game, obviously. Um, And we both agree that the upside of both UCLA and Michigan are both like in the top five, top 10. Michigan's been nowhere near that consistently wise, but Maryland got the absolute best punch of Michigan and UCLA debatably that you'll see all season. Still think they're good. I know we have to maybe re-examine the you know, first three weeks of the year where they looked awesome. Um, but I think that was legit enough for me to buy them, especially a plus six. That's a good price. Yeah. If it's around price. plus six. 
I'm just I'm starting to get more and more of a believer in Rutgers. I, the defense is just always going to be there. They're huge. They're rangy on the wing. Omori is such a beast inside. Like their their wing core is just an army of like six six two hundred and twenty pound guys. Like it, they can throw so many at you, and that might be a little bit of a problem for Maryland, who's a little thinner. Obviously, Jameer Young is is smaller. He's going to have Mulcahy draped on him. I think that could be kind of an issue. Maybe even throw McConnell on him and just really try to cut off the head of the snake there. Uh, so I'm not as sold on Maryland, although the number might be intriguing if it is six. I'm kind of feeling Ohio State, though. Uh, Purdue backed up there last year when they lost to Rutgers as the number one team in the country. They then needed overtime to beat NC State on a neutral. And let's remember, that was a terrible NC State team. Like, awful defensively, couldn't stop anyone. And Purdue barely skated by that one. Now they have to go on the road following that loss. I think they're still going to be a little bit of nerves being number one in the country. I'm sure Ohio State's going to be highly motivated still seeing that number next to them. And Kai, I think we've just been a little too low on the Buckeyes this year. I've been yeah, good. very impressed by their offense. And Holtman's probably going to have a great game plan all set up for that one. So I'm going to potentially be backing the Buckeyes and riding that 0-7 ATS streak that Purdue is on. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Buckeyes as well, and I, I do love Purdue. But yeah, Ohio State's definitely underrated. Number two offense in the country right now. It's no joke. They can score. Their freshmen are awesome. Zed Key is a beast inside. TBD, if he does that well against Zach Eady, we'll see. That's always a, a challenge for anybody. Of course, I'm not brave like Matt. I can't fade Rutgers at the rack. Uh, you won't catch me doing it. But we'll it's see what spreads come out. It's too big. It's too yeah, big. maybe. But you want but, I mean, if you're, if you're given four and a half for home, like I think you should, and I think Rutgers is a little bit better team, maybe it's not that big. Yeah. Jameer Young worries me. Maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. Might only he's be good, good against mid-majors. Yeah, he's good. Might, look at his splits against good teams. I'm, me, I kind of missed that too. All right, next section. Sorry. Next section it is. Mid-major game of the week. I got two picked out here. Not a ton of great matchups, I'll be honest. Uh, Drake at Southern Illinois in the Missouri Valley. Number two and number three per Ken Palm in the Valley. Although Drake is just two and two in actual Valley play. Southern Illinois is three and one. Drake is off a tough loss to Missouri State. I watched that entire game. It was not pretty. They missed a lot of shots. This game is going to be a tough defensive battle. Jim, you lean in one way or the other here. Well, first of all, I was just surprised that these were two and three in the Valley. I was like, wait. Yeah. yeah. Who's won? What's going on? Who's won? Oh, yeah. Bradley's a freaking Pretty juggernaut on the defensive end and, and have ascended to the number one team in the conference per, per Ken Palm. Uh, I lean towards Southern Illinois. I think at home, it's going to be a really tough environment for them. They are, to me, the better defensive team. I know Drake is solid on that end, but I just haven't really been totally impressed by Drake. I don't know if we just projected improvement on a core that's really a lot of the same guys. Mm-hmm. They've been banged up a lot. Maybe the upside is with DeVries, but then that takes away touches from from Penn and from some of the other guys that we've been impressed with in the past. And SIU, man, I, I feel like they're they're more on a mission, Matthew, and they, they've struggled against Drake in the past, and now they've got them coming to their place. I might be a Saluki there uh, as a very, very short home favorite. Yeah, I kind of lean the other way. I don't really have a great reason. Um, I, I thought Drake was a better team than Missouri State game, just like such an ugly overall game that they just happen to come off from the wrong side of i'm not a huge believer in siu offensively their d is obviously legit but i think they can go through massive scoring droughts i just think drake's the overall more balanced team um despite the head scratching you know loss in missouri state there i think they're good i, I would yeah. lean drake i mean missouri I state to, lean drake i forgot to mention sorry Kai, I, I said they'd struggle with them last year 
Uh, Southern Illinois lost 60 to 59 at home to Drake, 62 to 60 at Drake by two, and then 65 52 in the tournament, a little more decisive, but they were right there last year. Yeah, Drake could not score against Missouri State. Darnell Brody can't jump uh, higher than maybe an inch (laughs) off the ground. It's actually pretty concerning when you're 6'10 and you can't get over the rim to shoot the ball. He was blocked a good eight times uh, trying to get the ball back up. It was pretty frustrating to watch as a Drake backer. Thursday, we talked about UAB Florida Atlantic. That is by far the best game on uh, the slate for the mid-major realm. So I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to call the WCC a true mid-major. And I'm going to say Gonzaga at San Francisco is our Thursday game of the week here. We haven't talked about the Zags in a while. They're still good. They're still around. And San Francisco has hung with them in the past under Todd Golden. Can they hang with them again under a new regime? Or is Gonzaga just going to wipe the floor with them? Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, I got to think your left is going to use the same blueprint that Golden used against Gonzaga in prior years. Now, two different teams, uh, I mean, a ton of turnover on on the Don side of the ball. So it's hard to really just roll out the exact same blueprint that worked. But I think they have a good beat on the Gonzaga offense. They know how to stop it. They typically eliminate transition. There's been lapses in that, I think, in some matchups. That's where they've gotten uh, letting the Zags get like that 10-2-12-2 run that just kills them. But if they can kind of get out, uh, come out, hit shots early, Get a little confidence, get the uh, the War Memorial uh, crowd there on their feet. I think they actually can keep this one close the whole lot. I, I think Gonzaga smokes them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. This feels like the 2021 San Francisco team that really didn't have size. Uh, mm. They they're playing Zane Meeks at center a lot, and he is a shooter. Like he he is not a banger inside. And that 2021 San Francisco team was solid, top 100 Ken Palm team, just like this year. And they lost by 39 at home to Gonzaga. And, and that was a yeah. much better Gonzaga team, like almost generational offensively. But I, I think we could see them win by double digits with a massive Drew Timmy game and overhelp because he's dominating. And then that opens up the shooters. And, and we see Gonzaga kind of reascending Kai uh, back up into, like they're not in the Ken Palm top 10 right now. And I, I think they're going to yeah. find their way in there. I think they will too. And I lean their way as well. We'll see what the actual spread comes out to. I still think this team is pretty darn good and a title contender. Um, We'll see how they do in WCC play. Trash Man Pick of the Week. The Trash Man Pick of the Week. I'm the trash man. Just throw me in the trash. You're garbage, and you know it. Totally unreliable. Is that it? Undependable. That's it. You've been told off. How do you like that? Good. Well, I chose one, guys. It's on Thursday. It's Long Island, a.k.a. LIU, at Central Connecticut in the NEC Ken Palm has Central Connecticut a 10-point favorite. It is hard to lay 10 points with this <laughs> CCSU team, but LIU is quite bad. This is the 357th best offense against the 333rd best offense. LIU is still winless against D1 competition. It's not going to be a great game to watch. Jim, any side in this one? Any thoughts? I'm close to holding the nose and backing the dog. Um, LIU is a little healthier. Andre Washington point guard has played three games. Now they've had Quion Burns and Trey Wood, both back coming off the bench. Like they're at least competent. Well, maybe competent might be too strong. Yeah, I backed them against uh, but, sacred heart and they did not cover. Yeah. Oh. That, yeah. Lost by 18 at home to a team that struggled, but yeah, laying 10 with CCSU feels wrong. I, I just generally have a feeling we're going to see a lot of NEC and the trash man pick of the week. Uh, yeah. I tweeted this out today. But the projections for Ken Palm, this is a Tuesday tweet, uh, that there's going to be a five-way tie atop the league at nine and seven and two eight and eight teams. That that tells you how no one is yeah. a standout 
like good team here. I think there's one team barely inside the top 300. It, it, this is like a surefire play-in game in the NCAA tournament, no matter what, no matter who wins. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm just kind of tempted to take the 10 points, Matt, because I don't think any of these teams are good favorites. <laughs> no, they're not. I feel like you just auto bet money lines in this league with teams <laughs> of seven points or more. It, they actually compete. Well, you competed with Wagner for like 30 minutes, which was very surprising. Like Wagner's maybe the second best team in this conference, third best. I don't know where you stand on. They're again, ranking the NFC is impossible. Kim Palm, they're the best. Which, best team. So whatever. yeah, not an outrageous take at all. Uh, but yeah, the Sacred Heart game. God, I don't know what the hell happened there. Did not tune in. Um, glad I didn't. Brutal. I would take LIU plus against Central Connecticut. I've actually on Connecticut like seven times this year. They've not. They've delivered for me two times. I think. I don't think they're a ten point favorite against anyone. They're a whack a mole team. Yeah. To Jim's point, one team is in the top three hundred in Kempom. It's Wagner. They're two ninety two. This is the worst conference in the country per Kempom, ignoring the independents behind the SWAC, behind the Southland, OVC, MIAC. It's not I'm, a good league it, this year. It might be worse than some of like the bad MIACs. Like if yeah. your champion is going to be 290th in the league or in the country, you're going to you're automatically a 35 point underdog in the first round against mm-hmm. if you if you get in if you win your playing game and get to the the uh, 16 versus one game. It's gross. We move on. Spotlight of the week. We're looking at over and under teams. Are they sustainable? Why are they the, this way? Why are you the way that you are? Looking at overs and looking at unders. Best records for overs is where we're going to start. Toledo is the bell of the ball when it comes to the over teams in the country. They're 11-1, and one, a 10-point cover margin. Why is this? They play with great pace. They are 22nd in the country in offense, and they are 258th on defense. That's the trifecta right there. Seems pretty sustainable to me. We'll see if the market can catch up. UAB is 11-2 and two to the over. This is by far the fastest Andy Kennedy has played at UAB, and they have a great offense. Navy is 11 and two. Good Stunning. offense. Yes. Good offense, poor defense, re- very, very, very efficiency driven. It's the best offense of the Ed DeCellis era. It's the second worst defense under him as well. So, kind of a perfect storm going on with Navy there. And I don't finally, get it, Kai. I, I talked to him in the I talked to him in the preseason, and he's like, Yeah, all our guys are on ships and submarines. They don't get to shoot in the offseason. How, how are they efficient? <laughs> And usually defense is like what's really controllable for them with the changing schemes. Mm-hmm. This is stunning to me. I can't believe Navy is like a home run over team. It's it's nuts. Seven point cover margin as well. And then finally, last one here in this section, high point, 10 and two to the over. This one snuck by me. The main driver here, they're ninth in offensive possession length and ninth in overall tempo. The program's never been near that. From a tempo perspective, it's taken the market by surprise, taken me by surprise. Thus, they are 10 and 2 to the over. Fellas, do you expect all four of these teams to continue the way they're going? It feels like Navy would be the team that would go down since it is efficiency driven, but who knows? Jim. Yeah, Navy, I'll probably be hoping to catch a falling under knife at some point with them, but maybe that's unwise. We'll see. Uh, high point, I totally buy. They just have like a stable of athletes and they have unleashed them, let them run up and down. And some of those big South teams can be somewhat pace takers. I think they just went way over with Gardner Webb. And that's a team that is often an under squad, but not, not when they're facing high point. So I kind of buy all these, Matt. I, Toledo, at some point, the numbers are going to get so ridiculous that you can't bet overs, but maybe that's impossible. I, they're, it's like 160 on, on the Tuesday we're recording. That's their total with Ball State. I mean, we could see a 170 total with them in the league. 
Yeah, Toledo, I think, will stabilize when they get Cochran back. Uh, he's just so important defensively. I, that's been a big reason why they've gone over, why their defense has been so terrible. I think the better, more sustainable overplays, if you want to keep riding the wave, Kai, are the cover margin teams you have. Cover margin teams. Good segue, Matthew. Thank These you. are the top teams that are basically beating the total, right? By how, how, how bad are you beating the total equals cover margin? Probably more sustainable in the long run, long run than just record. Houston Christian is number one in the country. Though they're eight and three to the over, they're plus 14 cover margin to the over. These guys have played a couple overtime games, which might be skewing it a bit, but it seems like Houston Christian's always playing in the 90s with opponents. Armazoo Tigers, Jim, plus 13.6 cover margin. Uh, we know they don't play a lot of defense. They certainly run, and they've been shooting really well this year. Southern Utah, plus 12.6 cover margin, though seven and three on the over. And finally, San Diego is 11 and three to the over and 12.2 cover margin. The Toreros are, are a slam dunk over team right now. Surprises, Jim, any of those? Uh, you know who doesn't surprise me is Houston Christian. I, I bet a couple unders against them early and they got blown out of the water as the uh, cover margin here indicates. I just, there's like no way to, or it's tough to properly capture how poor they are defensively. Uh, teams are making 65% of their two pointers against them, which is, three and a half percent worse than anyone else in the country. Uh, the best two point offense in the country is Arizona at 61.6%. Wow. And so the team playing Houston Christian is at 65. That tells you how bad it is. Very sustainable for them. Like, and, and it doesn't take long. They have the shortest possession length defensively. You just get a layup immediately. That's their whole style. It's like uh, uh Grinnell, the, the yeah. D3 team yep. that just lets you run up and down. That's what they are. Yeah. Terrible Kai. Absolutely. Terrible. I think the, most interesting one here is San Diego, the Toreros. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lavin's talked about how horrible they've been defensively. They basically played one good defensive game all year. That's when they blew out. Uh, I forgot who they blew out then, but I, just a team that doesn't really feel interested in playing defense. I think Lavin's very much in like a, just trying to build an NBA model of a program with like ultra focus on offense. And then like, and eh, defense is sort of just a whatever afterthought. So I think that continues actually. Yeah. San Diego, one of the biggest lopsided teams, 57th in offense, 300th in defense. That's a hundredth. That's a lopsided squad right there. They got um, Pac-12 athletes and they're 300th yeah. on defense. What are you doing? Not great, Steve Lavin. Just of note, other power teams that are over teams to watch if you're into that sort of thing. Xavier, 11-3-1 to the over. West Virginia, 10 and 4 to the over. Those are your top two power teams in that realm. We shift now to the under to close out the podcast. Starting with best records, got four teams here. Merrimack, 1 and 13 <laughs> to the under. Oh my God. Wow. Minus seven cover margin. Second worst offense in the country, a top 150 defense, and a slow pace. That equals unders. And boy, Merrimack's been a juggernaut. I wish I would have predicted that one to start the year. Be rich. Nebraska, 2-11-1 to the under, minus 8 cover margin. Hoiberg has slammed the brakes on that team's tempo, and they also have a top 40 defense, so doing it a little bit from the efficiency lens as well. Miss State is 2-11 to the under with a 10-point cover margin. They have the 6th best defense in the country and 140th best offense. That is efficiency-driven. And finally, Fresno State, 2-10 to the under, though their cover margin is a bit low, just minus 4.5 or four and a half, depending how you want to look at that. Is it competition? They have forced the second longest possessions in the country. Could be the teams they're playing, but they do have a top 80 defense and a 250th ranked offense. So the efficiency is not doing them any favors as well. Jim, 
who sustains their understreak, who remedies it. What are your thoughts? I think Nebraska is going to stay under for a little while. Uh, I, the market's definitely catching on with them, but it's just like a totally different team blueprint. Uh, Matt, you talked about it in the preseason. They finally brought in some real defenders. Like Jawan Gary is a good defender. Derek Walker can defend. They're playing a 6'7", 200-pound point guard in Sam Griesel. North Dakota State was a big, like, tilted-to-defense team last year when he was their point guard. That makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe Merrimack's offense recovers a little bit like can it be this bad all year now that jordan miner's back potentially we'll see he actually helps their defense too though so that's mm-hmm. somewhat uh net neutral the other two matt mississippi state and fresno state bad 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 offenses and really good defenses like it's going to be tough to find overs for them yeah nebraska i i'm actually zero two betting unders which is really maddening uh wow. so i bet the only two <laughs> losses i just looked at that so fun stuff there uh yeah and they brought in a uh, bandamel who's been awesome defensively like legit defender from sme too so that all makes sense and hoiberg is like put up or shut up here the whole run up and down nba type stuff like okay it was cute for three years it lost badly so he made the right adjustments um i think the other three are just too obvious at this point like merrimack mississippi state fresno i don't know if the runway's there anymore maybe it is total streaks can last a lot longer than side streaks so don't be don't be afraid to this is my issue it's like "Ah, i missed the boat it's like now with totals you can keep riding it for a lot longer i bet a fresno over today so i don't feel wonderful about that that. (laughs) good luck uh cover margin wise for under teams kent state has the top cover margin as far as the unders go they played a really ugly game with houston earlier in the year that went way under that's <laughs> a puke uh, fest they're two and nine to the under 10.7 cover margin and as jim mentioned on our handy to the outline they do play toledo eventually something's got to give here with the with the total will be interesting to see what they hang that at northwestern in the big 10 is three and 10 to the under with a minus 10 and a half cover margin uh that doesn't surprise me at all that team cannot score and they play defense and jim i remember the auburn game they've played in the 40s before yeah, that feels like adjacent to Nebraska. Coach knows he's back against is against the wall, needs to kind of over-control things a little bit, Oof. generate even more of a Big Ten identity. I'm not too shocked that that team with, like you said, limited offensive options is, is an under-squad. Miss State, who we mentioned, has the uh, third highest cover margin for, <laughs> for an under team. Oh, bless you, Matthew. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> God I tried to mute you hit the mute button. I hit the mute, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope I, I hope the, produ- the producers keep that in. Don't sweat it, bro. I'll leave it alone. Uh, and then closing out, power teams. We mentioned Mississippi State. We mentioned Northwestern. Two other teams to keep an eye on from a from an under perspective. Iowa State three and ten to the under, minus five cover margin. Maybe not too surprising. Minnesota three and nine to the under, but their cover margins two, which usually means they're getting a bit lucky on that record, and maybe we'll see some overs coming for that squad. Who knows? You won't catch me betting a Minnesota over. That's all I can say. Yeah, they just had like the one shootout game with uh, with Purdue. I guess they had yeah. one with Michigan too, and I think those were like really flipped the margin. Mm-hmm. Matt, thoughts on these teams before we sign off? Northwestern, I don't know if that's sustainable. I think they've just suffocated low major, mid major teams. Like they do this every year. They play really well in the non con against mediocre competition. They're pretty good at beating up on those teams and suffocating their offenses. I don't know if that continues in Big Ten play. Uh, and Minnesota, man, I don't. We're actually worried about their defense. The defense really hasn't been that great. It's just been purely a pace issue and an offensive uh, anemic issue. And I I wonder if their defense actually starts to like Northwestern and give a little bit back here in conference play. Boy, Northwestern, I haven't looked at their their Kim <clears throat> stats in a while. 
Ninth yeah, their D has been elite. Number one Again, look at the tree. Competition. Competition, but true. They're allowing 39% from two. That is insane. Talking about Houston Christian earlier from, from their perspective, one team's allowing 65%, one team's allowing 39%. That's a difference. It's, yeah. Huge Crazy. Difference. Wow. And yeah, close to 200 an offense, which really no excuse there. They have a lot of guys back from last season. They really shouldn't be that bad offensively. But that's Chris Collins. That's Northwestern for you. That does it for Big Bets on Campus. Again, thanks to BetMGM, our sponsors. We are Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week. Till then, good luck on your bets and a happy weekend to you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.